0: sunshine you, you make, make me, me happy, happy when skies are great.
1: well they're bloody grey today you never know
0: dear how much i love you so please don't take
1: your breath away was oh, that right hey. yeah and next week ladies and gentlemen we be playing <laughs> uptown goal by billy Joel. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good overnight. I am Anthony James Price.
0: God, we're off at a great lickety spit this morning. Uh, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody uh, listening to our little podcast. I'm just going to clean my spectacles.
1: Okay, but I normally do my name and you do your name and I even did my middle name today in the hope that you would then do your very long middle name.
0: Oh, come on, they know who I am surely by now. But, But do they know the full middle name? Oh, well, I've got several. Yes. Strawberries so in there, isn't it? It is a strawberry. And there's a Prince Charles. So when I was a kid, uh, my mother gave me a whole load of names. Um, they've all got some sort of reason for being there. But anyway, so my proper full name is Jonathan Aubrey Charles Bradley. Bit of a mouthful. Hmm. Anyway, so I was some. I, I started off being quite embarrassed by it. And then I thought, well, actually, I'm going to make something of this. So I used to introduce myself as. Jonathan, aubrey Strawberry, Prince Charles, Bradley. Good morning. Perhaps I should do that on this show. Maybe if you ever join a board in the future,
1: that's how you stand up at the beginning, especially if you're chairing the board. That might be nice. Yes. Yeah. yes. <clears throat> and um, for, for the, la- the ladies and gentlemen listening that have never met me and JB face to face, JB's other party trick at the beginning of training programs is to ask for... Um, the participant's lap dancer name, which always tends to stop most of them in their tracks, as to what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who is this yeah. guy? So we paid so, this money for this shit. Yeah,
1: and and we are a professional services
0: firm. This is not
1: very professional. Um, anyway, but they love it. They
0: lap it up. They, they must, do. Yeah, they love that. Love the whole thing. So the concept is, you you put your um, first name in there and. Um, is that right? And then your, uh, your
1: uh, no, it's your, your
0: mother's maiden name. Yes, and your first dog
1: uh, or pet. So I thought or I thought pet. it was your first pet, followed by your mother's maiden name.
0: You see, that's where really good facilitators do all this preparation and get it right first time. I normally do, by the way, just so the listeners know. But I'm just I'm just cleaning my spectacles and I'm not really concentrating. So once I've done that, I'll be able to see where I'm going.
1: I'm conscious we have had a comment from a listener that it has been three episodes and there hasn't been a Shed studio update.
0: Ah, ah, ah. Well, I can, I can. I, I'm feeling slightly embarrassed about oh. uh, the, the overrun on my Shed. And there's no excuse. There's absolutely no excuse, and But it has been traumatic. Uh, I find it quite difficult to get out of my Bob the Builder clothes... Uh, and then put my executive hat on. Which ones then... are you
1: wearing this morning? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm actually in Bob the Builder this morning because shortly after this, I'm going to inspect the doors that I put on yesterday, and they are very. I I, I am very very excited. The fact that they actually work. Yeah. They they hang. Uh, there's three hinges on each, <clears throat> and uh, I think a lot of listeners would know that sticking hinges on doors and putting them on frames is just it's trauma mm. it is an absolute trauma uh, to get it right I mean so some people just might be natural door fitters I'm I'm not I was very tense yesterday if you'd taken my blood pressure during that process <laughs> and actually um if I had to put a a swear word um if I had to put money into a box yes. for every swear word uh, I I it would be about two hundred pounds in, in English money. Oh my. But anyway, it's done. Uh the doors are on. Uh it is decorated uh, and I'm now moving towards putting stuff into my shed.
1: This is exciting. So when will we have the first podcast? Because with respect, I think it was about an (laughs) episode ago when you said within the next three.
0: (laughs) Yes, I know. It was ambitious. It was optimistic. But, uh, and I'm not going to be defensive, only tad, Uh, a whole load of stuff happened um socially, domestically, professionally, and just got in the way of progress. But I'm absolutely determined to get this sodding thing finished so that I can get into it and change the world forever.
1: I'm excited because I'm also aware of your book publishing dates becoming Yeah little um, and I'm, I'm also aware that you are in the process of rebranding your social media to be more book focused, or certainly
0: the content of the book focused, so exciting. It's all very exciting, but enough about me. What about you, Ant? You've got exciting things happening in your world, I think.
1: I have, yes. Yeah. So today, uh, you will see, but the listeners won't, I am in the new office. The I'm now at my permanent new residence after many... This is I believe a year ago I started talking about the house going on the market so to be in the new office now is a is a nice feeling um and there is some exciting news which I can't talk about just yet but it is very much on the cusp my um um m- majority of my friends. such a tease and i you're know such
0: you're such a tease but
1: maybe we start teasing with some of the articles we talked yes. about your articles mm-hmm. um anyway yeah so other than that um it's been news that donald trump has covid we have to watch our, this space on this one um, but has he really though well i was rationalizing this in my head and i can't see why it would be a stunt if you're trying to invoke sympathy he might get a bit, but I'm not confident he will. But it flies in the face of everything he said about it. And, and don't get me wrong, if he doesn't have any symptoms and we listen back to this episode in a month's time um, and he's asymptomatic and then uh, that, that may justify his viewpoint on COVID being fake news, so to speak. But um, I, I don't think this is a stunt personally.
0: Well so he he needs to uh, so Donald if you do listen yeah, maybe. I don't know, I don't know whether he does or he doesn't he doesn't but, fucking listen to the content if he does listen absolutely yeah. because he wouldn't be well anyway we're yeah. not going to get political True. but I hope I hope he gets better um anyway because he is a human being um allegedly and uh drink lots of chicken soup in fact lots of chlorinated chicken soup um because I think that's kind of what you Probably. Isn't there a kitchen cleaner he endorsed to help? Protect? Have loads of that. Spray yeah. that all over yourself yeah. to make sure that um, you you're disinfected for anyone else. Uh, drink lots of chlorinated chicken. Uh, what else can we recommend to Donald?
1: Um, I guess um, ignore any of the advice that is on you know like scientific websites that may guide you. But you know I think we all know that that's not true. So therefore, I suggest you ignore all science.
0: Oh and um Donald do have a lie down lie down take a rest you've only got an election in November it's you know it it don't worry about it you know if it if it doesn't go so well don't don't worry too much it's fine i tell you what the world will be watching that's for sure in november
1: um i know there was an intri- th- th- there was a lot of world attention for the uk elections last year but I'm fascinated on the I think we will have, no doubt have to have a leadership special on politics once more, I think next week. Uh,
0: yes, well, actually I'm going to and I am going to be doing this is going this is going to bloody happen in the shed. it will be completed in time for this. Uh, we are oh, going yes, to yes, yes. yeah, we're going to do an election special from live from the shed. Well, I'm going to be doing a dinner party because someone bought a dinner party in the shed at an auction recently. Yes, I think so, you've
1: told us the listeners that before. Yeah,
0: I think. Uh, am I am I on a repetitive loop? No, no, again? no, no, no. But the, it's but my the, age. But,
1: but, the, but previously it was going to be within a couple of weeks, and now, as you say, it's
0: it's it's evolved. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. no, it's it's around the corner. Anyway, so we're going to be doing an election night in the shed. Which will be fun. Will be.
1: It will be. Um, So, ladies and gents, as ever, as the podcast, I'm sure you must know the format by now. Me and JB are, uh, I think, confirmed that the continuation of this podcast will be on the basis of us evaluating the leadership and business stories of the week with a leadership spin, and we also take our listeners' questions. There is a listener question, but I can't remember where it is, so I hope I find it before, uh, which I'm delighted to say is now over 100 followers. I think we're at 130
0: when I... Get me out of here. Um, Um, Right, okay.
1: Let me see exactly what the numbers... Anyway, so if you are today, which is quite surprising (laughs) um, because there hasn't been a a what can we learn from this leader section nomination. You go first. Okay. Oh, was that your little sound effect for me? I'm sure the listeners have realised that the, the technical competence of JB with his sound effects is... This article
0: ah the pillars of future the three pillars of the future
1: indeed exhaust people were talking about this but i did like this article in forbes by a gentleman world and essentially, uh, the three things he talks about is transformation overnight, so expect with diversity recently. But actually, it was, a, it was a wider comment, which I was quite interested in. Change direction or strategy or sales strategy or resent retention strategy. Or me and JB are lucky that we have been able to pivot and we've been used to doing what we do. Is that what I'm doing? Peace piece is all about virtual empathy. Um, and no surprise, mm. um, I, think, I think they're the ones that won't be leaders much longer. But... The one thing I think is still missing in 15% of workforce might be working remotely, but would will be pretty much back to normal. Reality is I, if you don't understand the importance, and I know JB's got an article he's going to talk about later, stranded and they don't feel as connected as they used to be, we have to get better at that. The final thing it talks about is as a new person entering the team, regardless of the diversity of that individual, that we are all inclusive. We are all as one. So it's not just about um, you know the diversity article um, and, um, and you know that that was my my observations have gone into the
0: synopsis the concept of the inclusive led uh, leader or the inclusive led company even and why stop at the employees you know in terms of um, including you know other people in the conversation in the big conversation about how the business works you know a more confident leader uh, is an inclusive leader uh, who is uh, open and noticing and valuing the contribution from wherever it comes? Uh, so customers, um, suppliers, who could be your next shareholders, uh, next you know next week uh, in the new world. So uh, I, I like that kind of giving everybody a voice, making it normal uh, to include everyone's voice, creating the mechanisms, creating the the channels uh, for people to use their voice in their own unique way. So that 100% chimes with me. And the other thing that I liked in that uh, article that you sent over was the opening paragraph of the virtual um, empathy requires real effort. Many people are resistant to change you know we know that this is normal um it's not that we don't like new things it's more that we like better versions of familiar things How true is that mm. you know so we 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 we're kind of open to better but we're not open to wholesale change in our world because that's unsettling and it and it k- creates this, a little bit of trauma for us um and so when we think about virtual empathy uh i think that's a you know i don't know maybe a year or two if someone had said put those two words together virtual empathy are you kidding <laughs> uh how can you possibly have virtual <clears throat> empathy <clears throat> and i you know, we talked about uh, on a f- recent um, thing we were doing, and about you know the sort of casual collisions that you get. In, we're we're going to start talking about something I'm going to talk about in a minute. But anyway, the, the casual collisions thing is, is actually just having uh, time and space to create opportunities to talk to people, and ideally get your get your face on a screen and get their face on a screen to have a really good chat you know, really good conversation, accidental conversation, as well as the more formal stuff that you must do. Because if we, if we forget that, if we don't have that, we're not going to have virtual empathy opportunities. You know, we're not, we're not going to display it. People aren't going to feel it. And I think, I think the world could become a very, very lonely, isolated place. And we don't want that. That's not what we want. So good article, Ant. Thank you thank you
1: um it it, 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 i think it certainly sums up uh, a whole host of different things we've spoken about in previous episodes but it's definitely worth having a look at forbes um so i would suggest putting your search engine of choice um you look up for um the, the forbes so search forbes and understanding the three pillars of future ready leadership um jb which of your articles would you like to talk about first
0: well, I'm going to start by just setting the scene oh. of mine. And uh, it's really caught my eye the other day. It's slightly off beam, mm. as you mentioned in your um, communication back to me when I sent it to you. But here we go. Oh,
1: you're going for that one, Article 2. Yeah.
0: Okay. So as Kay Wilson struggled to make her way through a Jerusalem forest after being repeatedly stabbed by a Palestinian terrorist, she distracted herself from her agony by playing the song Somewhere Over the Rainbow in her mind, composing a new piano arrangement while she fought for breath and forced herself to put one bare foot in front of the other. And this is the story of uh, Kay Wilson. She was 46 then, and she was working, on, uh, working as a tour guide. She... Uh, and her friend were ambushed by terrorists, and uh, unfortunately, um, Kay witnessed her friend's murder, um, and was herself viciously stabbed uh, with a machete. Uh, ultimately, playing dead as her attacker plunged his knife into her chest a final time. This is this is an extraordinary story, mm. and it leads to this idea. Uh, of post-traumatic growth, I heard this on the radio about a week ago. This this um, phrase, post-traumatic growth, and I thought, goodness grief, what is that? Mm-hmm. What what is what is it? Um, and it, it's it's a theory uh, that explains the transformation following trauma, and it was developed by this um, psychologist were two psychologists, in fact, Richard Tedeschi and Lawrence Calhoun. Um, And it argues that uh, people who endure psychological struggle following adversity can often see uh, positive growth afterwards. Now, um, it's not to be confused with resilience. Uh, So, you know, a lot of people have extraordinary powers of resilience, and we're seeing that. all over the world you know people who are helping others uh, there are people coming out of nowhere um, joining organizations and charities and foundations and getting in the streets doing stuff helping others and it's actually quite uh wonderful uh, to to witness all of that kind of resilience that's coming through people going to work people managing to work from home uh in small spaces with kids we know this we've seen it happening and uh you know the 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 resilience and the ability to change is is extraordinary but there are some um who are not so prepared um and it's it's those that are actually the point of this argument or the p- point of this this proposition um, so resilience is the is the personal attribute or ability to bounce back but this uh, trauma that we're talking about the PTG is is really about people who don't normally show that kind of resilience they have a transformation because of some sort of trauma. Um, they, their world has been rocked and it's because of that trauma that they, they are able, um, to really kind of rethink their beliefs and what they stand for and who they are. And this fantastic lady, Kay Wilson does world tours and she's writing a book about that experience and how it transformed her life for the good she was able to see the positive in it which is extraordinary mm. um so just the, the the kind of five key things uh that these guys evaluate uh, in post-traumatic uh growth are uh, appreciation of life relationships with others new possibilities in life personal strength and the final one, spiritual, spiritual change, doesn't necessarily mean that you get God and all that kind of <laughs> stuff, whether you do or you didn't or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's actually, you know, people can be quite spiritual, um, you know, whether whether they are um, believers or non-believers. So the point that I wanted to make was that there are, there are people around us who have experienced hell on earth. Uh, people who are in the process, people who will uh in the months to come, and there are some who are just gonna be naturally resilient and and kind of grow from it uh but there are others uh whose lives will be transformed for the good from the trauma that comes their way and it is the the point of the article is to help people understand that there are growth opportunities that come from trauma. And I, I'm not being trite about it, but if, if we kind of know that even when we don't feel particularly resilient in our world right now um, and we're going through big difficulties, sometimes um, we come out the other side uh, with an opportunity to do some serious growing and feeling a lot stronger and, and appreciating our lives so much more. And I I just... I know it's a bit deep and heavy for for, for this, but I just thought, why not, you know, because there's a lot of people out there uh, who have been through shit and who probably will go through shit. And I thought, well, let's talk about it.
1: I There we are. No, I... I, I, I... So <clears throat> the context of JB's uh, mention of me messaging him earlier about this article is I went, oh, goodness, this one's a deep one. Um, because clearly I, I read the opening piece of the article, which refers, as JB mentioned, about this, this witnessing of a murder. Um, and I think it woke me up to the reality that sometimes we see resilience as someone being over something... And in reality, it's a guard. And I think maybe, um, you know, and, and I think subconsciously we're probably aware that that may well be a thing, but it was a poignant reminder that um, if someone appears resilient or actually willing to help and do all these sorts of things, actually they're covering up for something that they're trying to bury or not deal with, or they are dealing with it and that's how they deal with it. Guess. Um, as a result of COVID, as a result of the situation, we all see is the obvious one. Mental health is an obvious one. Of course, there has been deaths and we shouldn't... Um, de- um, I think we should be aware as leaders that if there are people, as a strength. Um,
0: That's so well put, Ant. Um, so I think, you know, I'm resilient, aren't I? Uh, just people going round uh looking like they're resilient they're being resilient um but you know i i like using this term doing doing the work and you know when you do the work psychologically uh after after some sort of trauma and let's face it covid for a lot of people is one hell of a trauma um you know doing the work is is actually really thinking about those five things in that article um and uh just, just as a reminder, you know, the appreciation of life, relationships with others, new possibilities in life, personal strength and spiritual change. You know, if those are tests to see how we're doing, uh, I think a lot of people who are just going about being resilient in their lives might go, oh, right, okay, yeah, there's some things I need to attend to uh, because I, well, I've, just, I've just changed gear. I've gone into resilient mode, but I'm not really doing the work uh, on how I really really feel about this um and you know i i I, I just think it's quite interesting to um, yeah. use the use the language of of post traumatic growth how do we get there
1: i also reading this article uh, it reminded me of a few comments I've seen over the pandemic period of which I'll get over yourselves guys you know people went through the war and they were fine. And they mm. were resilient, and mm. it made me think. Actually, the number of people when you see all this footage of Second World War people walking away from war-torn cities with their with their remaining belongings and their children, that actually they were probably really struggling. But this resilience is a mechanism which I think is covered in the article.
0: Um, do you know? And it's really interesting to me that I mean, we, what we do, ladies and gentlemen, is and. Uh, goes and finds stuff that he wants to use for the, for the podcast. And, and I do too. And we don't kind of go, right, let's, let's go down this route. Let's select this sort of set of things that fit within a theme. No. Uh, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps we should. But actually, I'm glad we don't, because actually it all kind of glues together. And I think the thing that you're about to talk about uh, is part of that little bit of glue. Maybe. Maybe, maybe i maybe, don't know maybe. let's see
1: um so anyway the the growth after trauma article that jb's just uh, oh, one, yes. one that he selected by a lady called lorna collier i presume a lady um lorna collier so apa.org which is the american psychological association uh really interesting article um and uh, uh you know sorry to, to to let my crown slip slightly here jb but i'm not as as thought as you to find articles I normally just google and the first two results is what I send so it's just a bit of a a potluck I'm oh sure.
0: I don't believe you for a minute
1: <laughs> well the second article that I'm going to bring to the table clearly was engineered not um anything else but we will we will leave that there for now so my article ironically is is a i say i don't know why i'm saying ironically ironically actually um it's a bbc article um the famous british broadcasting corporation um a person called Pan, padrag belton a business reporter and essentially it's an article about a recession being good times to start businesses um and it's funny, isn't it, that if you look, I was watching the, the news, One, uh, uh, I think it was BBC actually a few days ago, and it was saying the number of new companies that have been formed actually has been up year on year quite significantly. Now, some of that could be down to the fact that people can't find work, so therefore they have no choice but to go and do try and do something themselves. But actually what this article pretty much alludes to is that the recession is often a very good time to start businesses for a whole host of reasons other than you can't find a job um and the article starts about what a general motors burger king cnn uber airbnb all have in common they were all founded during a economic shock downturn recession um so gm voxel in the uk uh, to you and i um and Opel i think across continental europe Um, They launched in 1908 when the U.S. economy was in an absolute um, nightmare. Airbnb and Uber um, were founded just after the financial crashes. And what um, this article essentially talks about is that businesses that are built during a recession are much more capable of being more resourceful and they're forced to be lean. Now, This article also alludes to the fact that obviously recessions often open up new opportunities depending on what caused the recession. The financial crash 2008 was clearly down to an economic correction because the system was broken. Actually, what's happened here is a conscious effort by many governments around the world to turn off the economy to protect humans and well-being. Now, I'm sure in many months, years to come, we will debate whether that was the right or wrong choice, but that's not for the here or now. But I guess um, for leaders listening to this podcast that may not have a job right now or leaders that are scratching their heads thinking, oh my goodness, what do I do? My business is not in a good place right now. This is perhaps that pivot moment for many of our listeners to either think about reinventing their organisation or otherwise. And this isn't in the article, JB, but there, there is another... Um, interesting stat which I read I think it was yesterday interestingly let me just find it and um, uh, Nokia rejected Android during the recession because they thought they knew best Yahoo Mm -hmm. rejected Google in an approach Kodak turned down digital cameras and Blockbuster rejected Netflix so I think my whole principle behind this article is, number one, don't write off any business ambitions you may have as a leader just because times are tough. It may well be tempting to stay with what you know, but that could be the worst, biggest mistake you make. Um, So as a leader listening to this podcast really give some thought about how resilient your business is right now and therefore how safe it is to sit on your laurels. And also now may be a perfect time because new opportunities have arisen due to this recession that I think we're all confident is going to be here for a few, a little while yet, I suspect. I don't want to put a date or timeline on it, but but there you go. So the, the BBC article um, that, that, that I bring to the table today for mine and JB's di- digestion, it is why a recession can be a good time to start a business, Mr. Bradley. Good old auntie. Yes. Uh, I wonder if the listeners have a clue outside the UK what that means.
0: We like to refer to the BBC as auntie. I don't, I, I don't know whether it's auntie anymore. Uh, maybe. Maybe. No, am I correct?
1: You, you may know this better than I, but effectively it, the reason it was nicknamed auntie was because it was that, that, that relative that is kind of part of our household doesn't live with you but is there with you is that right is that kind of yeah aren't, aren't good, you
0: good yeah good a good sort of um i'm trying to remember the bbc um, values that they set up it was to inform to educate and to entertain entertain gosh you see when you were born before the second world war like me were you? Um, oh, no, a I was going <laughs> to say. Just, I just wanted to chat with you, listening. Uh, so yeah, it's. Um, I've seen your yeah, passport. Anyway, carry she, on. Was, she was called Auntie. Uh, I, I don't know. There's something something that's not very Auntie about the BBC anymore. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, More about that annoying uncle that always says the
1: inappropriate
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it could be all over the shop. Lost its way a little bit. Um, anyway, uncle, I uncle really-
1: auntie by marriage.
0: Yes, yes. That, ah, that's right. Yeah. I've, I've got a picture of that person now. <laughs> um, right. So I, do you know, so, and I'm seeing a bit of a link here uh, with um, post-traumatic growth. Hmm. Because, you know, we, we think of it in terms of the individual, which is its original kind of theory base. But, you know, we are... In society, in the world, in trauma, and uh, we're not out of it yet uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Who knows uh, when we're going to be out of this? Mm. Um, and as you rightly said, you know, there's there's lots of energy around, and actually people. Around who are no longer working for their previous companies and they've always wanted to do this thing they've always had this idea um and they're up for personal growth and development so out of out of the trauma comes a great opportunity i hope not like the way that ray crock uh originally um coined the phrase, when your competition's drowning, stick a host pipe in their mouth, uh, which yeah. is really, really, ooh. It's you not know, a comfortable that, metaphor to even imagine, is it? It's not very nice, is it? No. Um, but there will be those. There will be people out there who are aiming to do that. Uh, but there are other people who are are producing some amazing PPE stuff out of nowhere um which is um incredible and and brilliant and the article mentions luck.
1: doesn't it someone's been running yeah. this less than a couple of months and it's, yeah
0: you know entrepreneurs wow. entrepreneurship and you know that kind of um we we go we go through the trauma we come out the other side uh stronger and uh hopefully more resilient and equipped uh for the world all of these um, articles seem to have quite a strong inner theme today, which is they which is quite good, really. I, 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 I'm or, or, quite excited about that. Or
1: maybe it's just we actually read them before
0: coming on air for a change. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my next one is from uh, HR News, and uh, it's a guy called Jamie Hinton, CEO and founder of Razor Limited. To um, what you and I probably believe more in well-being for the right person at the right time but not long term because uh, they've realized homeworking can actually work then I fear we will lose out in many ways he talks about uh, unexpected conversations and it, he kind of gets started getting me around here we're, we're coming along with his viewpoint um, so far um, He he's a point in this uh, before we kind of discuss it a little bit more um, he, he said, "Technologies that enable us to collaborate uh, if we aren't together, and experiment and explore ways to ins- into talking about those enable people to feel part of a community to to invest." I love that. That's fantastic. I'm going to take that to the team. How do we how do we maintain uh, and about virtual and trying to get the balance right between those two points. And I think this idea of just sending everyone back to work in the old way, to work in the old way, uh, which I think we had a bit of that going on here, um, I don't know that that's the answer. And it certainly supports um, Jamie's point of view that he's raised here. Um, I think there has to be a better way of doing this where we save money by having less people in the office, maybe the savings, some of those savings, savings, or maybe all of those savings, can be to create a workspace uh, that is flexible and organized and managed so that we retain the best environment for people to come together Uh, And to use that to support the virtual work and and people working from home as well. There's got to be a way to blend this uh, to make it work.
1: So you're right. When I read the first headline and opening paragraph, I thought, "Here we go again. Yeah, and we're going to re-resurrect." the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago i think on this exact subject in fact it's come up a few times of late um and yes as you read on in through the article i think there are some some relevant points and and jb's right you know we need to bend our thinking rather than living in an echo chamber of our own opinions um and of course we're all growing and learning with this uh way of life right now um and the we We talk from experience we've been working from home for five years um plus in fact, I think i'm at seven uh, and if including when I was working for myself it's it's ten um and there is a a, a, a um uh, there were hurdles during the inaugural year <laughs> of working remotely. Um, and I think, unfortunately, there has always been perception of workers in the workplace that the people that work from home are skiving. And there's now been a shock on both sides of the fence of the realisation that it can work. But as we talked about in the previous articles today, um, there is um, complications, mental well-being to consider. Uh, and what one thing I did like about this article is the reference of the importance of human connection. And... Uh, it's interesting I'm not sure if I mentioned this on on a previous episode but um, you know that the workspaces in which the company that I do work with at the moment um, are being reconsidered you know they don't need them as big anymore but actually they still need them but it's more for space for people to collaborate and brainstorm and connect occasionally but maybe not as the standard so for that for that reason I think there there is certainly merit in it and I think one thing that I'm really pleased to see, and I I don't mind name checking the CEO of TMF, Mark Weil, he um, just this week, in fact, mentioned in an all hands call for all staff, the importance of switching off at the weekend because we've all got this blurred line of home being work and work being home. and, And I, for one, can tell you how stressed I am on the first call of the day if I've had to pack off the kids to school one minute before I'm on my first call and everyone's flustered shouting at them to put their shoes on and in the same way there's no commute time at home and i walk out of the office sometimes at 3 minutes to 6 go to the dinner table to a screaming 2 year old and it and it, and it doesn't it doesn't help especially when you you turn up at a work call um you know imagine you've been late for work that feeling is probably how some people feel turning up on a work call if their work and home life are blurred so i do think there are absolute pros and cons for both of them um i don't think we should be leading with the workplace as the home of work. I do think working from home should be the home, and we create great collaboration spaces
0: mm. yes, he was sort of starting off on the basis that um, rather than working from home, he was sort of doing the sort of homing from from work feeling home home was work and uh, and I kind of. Uh, I thought, well, I think that's a, a little bit old world. Whilst you were talking, at I was thinking, you know, if I was going, if I had a great big office in London or something like that. Um, you do, don't you? I've seen your registered address. It seems like a uh, very it's, prestigious address. It, well, it's, a, it's very prestigious, but it's quite small. Is it one of those um, nameplate offices? Don't be rude. <laughs> um, and so I, I'm thinking, right, a lot of time is wasted in meetings and and I, I'm going to be shot down now for this I think but I don't care Pen down. a lot of time is wasted in meetings reviewing um, reviewing stuff just going round and round and round uh, what we've done and where we've been uh, not enough time na- na-
1: naval gazing you mean type yes of right, okay. yeah
0: unstructured naval gazing gazing not gazing <laughs> that's, that's a bit kinky <laughs> well it depends who you work for <laughs> uh, perhaps that's a new a new business we ought to get into the business of naval glazing
1: i thought you said grazing i was like <laughs> i'm now well, imagining some sheep grazing on my navel
0: okay well these are the options yeah um of our new company depends how gross your mind is listeners <laughs> um so i think maybe with this sort of idea of entrepreneurialism and innovation and you know the future uh you know getting people you know when we do stuff in the office we're here uh to focus on the future and to plan our future to innovate uh i love that line to innovate or evaporate uh so we go to innovate rather than evaporate uh that's the that's the focus of our london office that's what we do all the staff the, the reviewing and uh, going back into to our history and doing our naval gazing uh, that that's kind of what we can do virtually uh, everyone can do that you and I can do that we do do that um, on our on our zoom sessions or whatever it happens to be so leave that for virtual but when we have our office stuff it's about really frothy uh, innovating uh, planning, Uh, the future kind of conversations and then almost accidentally because we've got these people together you get the oh hi jill how are you haven't seen you for ages you know what's what's happening in marketing types of conversations Mm. and that i don't know There's there's got to be ways to to make to make this work better i think yeah
1: i agree I agree. Anyway, so that article, for those of you that wish to read it in full, it is, one second please call her, it is, oh, oh, oh my HR worked. News. Thank you. Um, HR News. And don't forget, uh-huh. humans are hardwired to work together is the headline you wish to search on your search engine of choice. Um, whilst you were talking just there, um, I found the listener question. I'm sure there's another one that I sent you on WhatsApp, but I can't seem to find it in the emails or the the facebook and twitter messages and whatnot oh bless you christabel
0: oh she's left the room she's just uh, my lovely wife she's just come in and asked if i wanted a cup of tea which i nice. thought
1: she said something different which is why you, you told her to shoo, shoo, leave please no okay never um before we get into the questions um we do have some shout outs and i'm really excited to say all around the world me and jb um on tuesday wednesday this week Wednesday. Wednesday. We did training into 28 countries. And as such, it has spurred some shout-out requests. So hello to Ray in BVI. Do you remember Ray? We met him in the US. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So hello to Ray. Hello to Viviana, um, based in Miami, US, um, who is a listener. Uh, Hello to Anne-Sophie. We've not not obviously... Ah, in Singapore. Correct. Now, yeah, she used to be in London, didn't she, many moons ago? Yeah, yeah um i think i gave a shout out to paul true and actually a couple of weeks ago hello to paul and and one person that always likes and follows our updates on social media and i wish to give a shout out to is a lovely lady called maria um who jb and i did some work with ooh, three and a half years ago i think now maybe Go two and a half long. yeah um who is based in greece Kalispera, spera i think is what i need to say to her Kali spera Kali spera um, anyway, so this week we have one listener question. We do like your listener questions. Uh, I know it's one of these things, isn't it? You know, I've, I've been a long-term talk radio listener as in listening to speech radio, not talk radio, the brand, because I'm not entirely convinced that that is a impartial broadcaster, but nonetheless, I do like listening to, um, speech radio stations and I'm one of those people that listens, but never calls in, never sends a message or a tweet, I think actually I might have rung in once years ago when I was driving back DJing overnight and didn't. I thought there'd be no one listening. But if this is you listening to this podcast, please send us some listener questions. Oh yes, because our download numbers do not represent the number of questions we get. Um, We tend to get you know one or two questions each week, which is great, but we want more. The more questions we have, the less articles we. Although the articles are always a good thing to chew through. Um, and maybe that's what gets us our download numbers. I don't know, but our download numbers always look great. But we do welcome your opinion. So if you're one of these people listening to this podcast, surely whilst listening to the podcast, you can go to your male clients on your phone or your browser on your computer, and or you even can... your female clients. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, oh, I see what you mean. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just trying to get the balance right. Are you, yes, yes. Or we need to say neut- neutral. Um, you know, muted. Ne- yeah, muted <laughs> clients. <laughs> Um, oh lordy, that will get us with Offcom
0: if they exist. can, can we can we blop that out?
1: No, fuck it. Um <laughs> so um we would like some more questions. This week we have one question. Anonymous. Embracing myself. Embracing yes, myself. Sorry, I should have given you the question, then Ram would have sensitivities around it. I have sorry, I'm now beginning to read the question before you think I'm talking I have a behaviour issue with one of my team. When I try and tackle them, I presume you mean in a... The
0: the dog was beginning to howl in the garden and I was wondering what
1: that was about. Oh, I wasn't sure if it was Christabel upset. Prepared a structure to your conversation particularly well that possibly are a high-skill, low-will or disruptive type of podcast programme where we used a successful radio person all about giving some structure to the person giving the feedback to the in- but think of structure do not go into those meetings without a structure
0: we going to reiterate a couple of points that you made one is um frame the conversation is the three-part assertion message and that was a wonderful wonderful structure i quite like to some things that actually might be um challenging i don't know but by doing it You've now got yourself permission to go into the Thriss behavior. It makes me feel because the feeling part is feel angry. It makes me feel let down, disappointed, uh, because stand. Okay, so that's where three part assertion fits in. My, um, I bet. Thank you, Danny. Uh, my my lovely <laughs> coffee from, has arrived
1: your, your, from the practice.
0: <laughs> Just please remember to bloody breathe in these challenges you are if you need to be assertive in that meeting and hold your position and lovely outflow just get yourself really set i promise you it is so valuable with all of those other things but i hope i seriously hope uh, that that might be helpful for you I'm going to have a sweet press on
1: LinkedIn, which then shows you activity. And there's been some people talking about our podcast. You need to have a a thought provoking and amusing podcast. Find them on your favorite podcast platform. A happy find
0: for me. And good company and beautiful people. And oh, my God, it is spiritually. I'm still there.
1: Um, And also, I need to say hello to who uh, I promise a shout out to. So there you go.
0: Oh, ah, so um, Colin, places I have ever been to in my life. You live in a beautiful, beautiful part of the... And we went and watched football together. It
1: was nice.
0: nice, Lovely. What's your plans for the... And I'm doing some more painting of Shed. You wanted an update of Shed? Well, this is it. Uh, Lawrence Llewellyn, huh? D- absolutely, absolutely. So I am I am a bit Shed-focused quite a few weeks now or days. And um, there, there are no leaks in my Shed. Yeah, quality time um, with my wife. And um, yeah, that's about it, really. A bit boring, I suppose. Uh, what about you, Ant?
1: Um, tomorrow morning, taking my um, son, eldest son, to his football match with a rather notoriously rough local football team, which doesn't fill me with the most enthusiasm for watching it. But hopefully, the referee will be monitoring their aggressive behavior and other Uh, than that we uh, the weather doesn't look particularly good this weekend i think um we are off um over to a friend's house for some drinkies because they have spare capacity unless there's been more restrictions introduced by the time that that happens and they have a house of four so me and my wife can go over to make it six they can't come to our house because it's full uh, of children so yes so that's that but not much else it's it's that weird time of year and again because there is i I don't know about everybody else around the world but with there being real-time editing of what the latest restrictions are you are resistant to planning anything and even buying in stuff for fear that it's gonna be wasted because it's just not needed um and i have to say actually i'm a bit disappointed i was seeing a friend i think you may connected to that friend actually saying that there was a queue of 100 people outside a local costco um a couple of days ago so people are starting to panic buy again which we all know that didn't end well for for no other reason than people panic buying um you know complete nonsense there's certainly not even remotely the challenge we had last time and we surely should have learned that guess what we all had enough toilet roll to wipe our asses on after all um absolutely what a, what a way to end the show um but as ever please do send in your questions your comments your shout out requests to global at gmail.com you can find us on linkedin you can't find us on facebook but you can by the way find out about jb's book um, and at some point he is going to pluck up the courage to invite his co-author slash Um, onto the the show yes
0: yeah definitely no we're gonna we're gonna do that and that will be that will be fun um i something i did forget to say is that i'm having a sober october no alcohol will pass my lips in october
1: hmm We'll be, I think, monitoring that one in the episodes and our listeners will not need to even think about listening to uh, whether you say you are because we can tell from your speech. And that's a shame because I was hoping we could record an evening boozed episode because remember we had a few people request why you. I know. You know. Well,
0: is that because we make less sense when we're drunk? I'm not going to drink. So okay, uh, we will have is. to wait till November. Fine. Which is the month of my birth. So we might be able to do a a, a kind of birthday special. 13th, everybody. (gasps) I bet JB can't remember mine. Although
1: actually, to be fair, you did send me a very nice birthday gift. I remember this year because it was my big, big one. Yeah. And speaking of big ones, I need to go to the bathroom.
0: Okay. Um, So uh, I have been uh, Jonathan Bradley and I've been pressing the virtual flesh with Ant,
1: and 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 I've been Ant- Anthony Price, and I have nothing more to say on that.